Everyone loves to listen to a good book, and there are so many wonderful ones to choose, so we decided to bring you this podcast of Stories Come to Life. Each episode features a story from either classic or modern literature, especially chosen to be interesting and exciting to hear. So sit back, relax, and listen to this story come to life. Welcome to Stories Come to Life. I am your host, Catherine Lopez-Luker. During this time of COVID, many people aren't able to use the library in the same way as in the past. To help bring more stories to more readers, many publishing companies are allowing books that are normally unavailable for copyright reasons to be read out loud and shared with others until December 31, 2023. The stories that fall under that special permission will all be taken down on that date, so listen now while they're available. Today's story is shared with permission of HarperCollins Children's Books. Here is the tattletale cure from Mrs. Piggle Wiggle's Magic. Wendy and Timmy Hamilton have recently come down with a very bad case of tattletaleitis. They tell on each other and on their classmates all day long. It is very annoying. But Mrs. Piggle Wiggle has a remarkable cure. Now sit back, relax, and listen to this story come to life. Mrs. Piggle Wiggle's Magic by Betty MacDonald The Tattletale Cure It was a cold, snowy day. Mrs. Hamilton gave the hot cocoa a little stir and then went to the kitchen window to see if the children were coming. It was ten minutes past three and almost time for them. Mrs. Hamilton fixed a plate of sugar cookies and got out two big, shiny red apples. Then... Just as the children rounded the corner, she poured the hot, fragrant cocoa. Wendy and Timmy came stamping up on the back porch, and Mrs. Hamilton helped them off with their galoshes, brushed off some of the snow, and hurried them into the nice warm kitchen. And how was school, she asked Wendy as she helped her off with her coat and leggings. Wendy said, Well, I hate everybody at school, and everybody at school hates me. Mrs. Hamilton was shocked. Wendy was nine years old. She had nice fat pigtails, shiny brown bangs, sparkling brown eyes, and pink cheeks. Mrs. Hamilton didn't see how anyone could hate her. She said, Why, Wendy, that's dreadful, dear. Why does everyone hate you? Wendy said, I don't know. They just do. And I don't care because I hate everybody. She sat down at the kitchen table and took a bite of sugar cookie. Timmy, who was seven, was sitting on the floor taking off his leggings. His mother said, Here, Timmy, let me help you. Timmy said, No, thanks. I can do it myself. You want to know why everybody hates Wendy? It's because she's such an old tattletale. She tells the teacher on everybody. I hate her, too. Mrs. Hamilton said, Why, Wendy Hamilton, do you tell on people? Wendy said with evident pride, "Uh Uh-huh. I tell Miss Worthington every time anybody whispers or cheats or writes notes. I even told her when Jimmy Merton sucked his paintbrush today. We're not supposed to suck our paintbrushes. We're supposed to use our fingers to make points. She took a little sip of her cocoa and wiped her lips daintily. Wendy was very pleased with herself. 
Mrs. Hamilton wasn't pleased with her. She said, Wendy Hamilton, I think that's horrid. Telling the teacher about a little thing like sucking a paintbrush? Timmy said, Oh, she's always in there tattling. She's so busy spying and tattling, she doesn't even have time to play. Wendy said, You better be careful, Mr. Timothy Hamilton, or I'll tell Mother that you haven't brushed your teeth for five nights, and you gave your liver to spot last Wednesday, and you spent some of your Sunday school money on candy, and last night you read in bed with a flashlight. Timmy said, Yeah, and this morning you put the rest of your toast in the silverware drawer, you spilled Spot's water and didn't wipe it up, and you ate half the candy I bought with my Sunday school money. Wendy, quite red in the face, said, Oh, ba-ba-ba to you, you old crumpet. Ba-ba-ba yourself, old dog-eyes, Timmy said. Wendy said, Mother, he calls me dog-eyes all the time. He says that only dogs have brown eyes. Mrs. Hamilton said, Wendy, change your school clothes and then go in and start your practicing. Timmy, change your school clothes and then go down in the basement and put away all of Daddy's tools that you got out last night. I must say you're both so disagreeable. I'm sorry you came home from school and spoiled my nice peaceful afternoon. Mrs. Hamilton went up to her sewing room and closed the door. There was a nice little fire in the grate, and it was very cozy in there with the radio playing softly, big snowflakes drifting down past the window, and no sounds of quarreling from downstairs. Mrs. Hamilton was letting down the hems of Wendy's summer dresses, and as she sewed she thought about the tattling, and wondered why Wendy had turned into such a horrible little prig. Tattling was a loathsome disease and she was afraid that Timmy was catching it too. While Mrs. Hamilton sewed and worried, the snow piled up in fluffy white heaps on the window sills. The coal hummed and blazed in the grate, and from downstairs came da 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 as Wendy practiced the happy farmer. Mrs. Hamilton had just reached the stage where she was thinking, Oh, well, it will all straighten out. Wendy is just going through a phase. When the practicing suddenly stopped, the sewing room door was thrown dramatically open, and Wendy announced, I think you should know that Timmy is just sitting on the basement stairs, looking at a book. And when I told him to do his work, he said, Oh, go bang on the piano, dog eyes. Mrs. Hamilton said, I didn't tell you to check up on Timmy. I told you to do your practicing. Wendy said, If I don't see that Timmy does his work, who's going to? You just sit up here and sew with the door closed. Mrs. Hamilton said, When I need your help, Wendy, I'll ask for it. Now go downstairs and finish your practicing. Wendy turned and flounced down the stairs. Mrs. Hamilton got up and closed the sewing room door. Again, everything was peaceful. The happy farmer was thumped out indignantly on the piano, and from the basement there was silence. This lasted exactly ten minutes. Then the sewing room door was again thrown open to reveal both Wendy and Timmy, jostling for position and tattling at the top of their lungs. She's just an old spy. He's not doing a thing but reading. Nobody likes her, and that includes me. He's the one that ate all those ginger snaps last winter. If you want to know what happened to that old fountain pen that Mrs. Wentworth left here three years ago, 
Wendy took it to school, and Marty Phillips stepped on it, and Timmy owes thirteen cents on his library books, and he can't find his card. He called me dog eyes right in front of everybody at recess. She broke my kaleidoscope. He spilled ink in my desk drawer. She hit me. He teases me. Mrs. Hamilton marched them to their rooms and closed the doors. You are to be perfectly quiet and stay in your rooms until dinner time. With a sigh, she went downstairs to start dinner. She had just put the tea kettle on when the telephone rang. Hello, said Mrs. Hamilton. Hello, said Mrs. Piggle Wiggle. I've just baked gingerbread. And I wondered if Timmy and Wendy wouldn't like some. Molly O'Toole is making the tea, and Kitty Wheeling is setting the table. Mrs. Hamilton said, Oh, that's very kind of you, Mrs. Piggle Wiggle, but Wendy and Timmy are being so naughty. I've sent them to their rooms to stay until dinner time. Mrs. Pigglewiggle said, Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. What seems to be the trouble? Tattling, said Mrs. Hamilton. Wendy came home this afternoon and told me that she tells the teacher on everyone in school. She also tattles on Timmy and Timmy tattles on her. I'm really terribly distressed. I simply despise tattletales. Oh, so do I, said Mrs. Pigglewiggle. But tattletaleitis is certainly a common ailment among children. Johnny said, ba, 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 and I said, boo, 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 and Johnny said, you're an old ugh, and I said, is that so? Then you are too, and he said, ha, ha, ha. Mrs. Pigglewiggle laughed. She said, I have listened to every kind of tattling there is. I have heard the sneaks, the teacher's pets, the crybabies, the mama's boys, the bosses, the little prissies, the whiners, every variety of tattletale, and I know that tattletales are really very unhappy children. Mrs. Hamilton said, Wendy told me this afternoon that everybody at school hates her, but she doesn't care because she hates everybody at school. At present, that is only temporary, said Mrs. Pigglewiggle, but I do think we should start the tattletale cure right away. I have some marvelous medicine, which I'll send over with Molly O'Toole on her way home. The pills look and taste just like licorice drops, but the effect is quite remarkable. Let me see. Today is Thursday. Better not give the medicine to Wendy and Timmy until Friday night. Give them each a pill Friday night and another one on Saturday. Call me Sunday night and let me know how things are. Oh, by the way, I wouldn't plan on having any company over the weekend. The tattletaleitis cure is rather startling. Goodbye. Give my love to Wendy and Timmy. There was a little click as Mrs. Pigglewiggle hung up the phone. Mrs. Hamilton sat and looked at the telephone for a few minutes. Little black pills. Remarkable effect. I wonder what they are. I wonder what they do. About 5.30, Molly O'Toole, all frosted with snow and starry-eyed from eating hot gingerbread, rang the doorbell and handed Mrs. Hamilton a small package. A present from Mrs. Pigglewiggle, Molly said. Mrs. Pigglewiggle said to tell Wendy and Timmy that she's baking gingerbread next Thursday and for them to be sure and be there. Mrs. Hamilton asked her to come in, but she said no, she had to go home and set the table, and she turned and skipped off into the snowy winter evening. Mrs. Hamilton went into the kitchen and undid Mrs. Pigglewiggle's package. There was a small black box marked Cure for Tattletaleitis. Inside the box was a small black bottle. 
Inside the bottle were four black pills. Mrs. Hamilton examined the pills very carefully. They looked and smelled just like licorice drops, but she was sure they weren't licorice drops because Mrs. Pigglewiggle had said they were magic, and they undoubtedly were. She put the pills back in the bottle, put the bottle back in the box, and put the box on the top shelf of the spice cupboard by the stove. Somehow or other, just seeing that box marked Cure for Tattletailitis made her feel better. She hummed as she got dinner and set the table, and when Mr. Hamilton came home he looked so tired that she didn't mention her trouble of the afternoon. Instead, she waited until dinner was on the table before calling the children, and then she pretended not to notice their tight little buttonhole mouths and flashing eyes. When Timmy put almost a half a baked potato into his mouth, and Wendy started to tattle about it, Mrs. Hamilton quickly sent her to the kitchen for the pepper grinder. When Wendy gulped her milk and Timmy opened his mouth to tattle, Mrs. Hamilton said, Oh, look at poor Spotty. He's so hungry he has tears in his eyes. By constant maneuvering, dinner was kept tattle-free. But the next morning and afternoon were horrible. The children quarreled and tattled from the moment they got up until they went to bed. Mrs. Hamilton closed her ears and thought of the little black pills. But Mr. Hamilton finally gave Wendy and Timmy each a spanking and told them that they could tattle to each other about him. Just before they went to sleep, and when they had stopped crying sufficiently so that she was sure they wouldn't choke, Mrs. Hamilton gave them each one of the licorice drops. She could hardly wait until morning to see what the magic medicine would do. The next morning it was still snowing, and the children slept late. Wendy was the first downstairs. She came shuffling into the kitchen, looking like a cross between a scarecrow and a windmill. She had put on an old, faded, very small pair of summer shorts, a thin, raggedy t-shirt, and some old white sandals of her mother's. She hadn't washed her face, and she had slept wrong on her braids, so that one pointed north and one pointed south. Her eyes were all squinty and sleepy. Mrs. Hamilton said, Wendy Hamilton, there is a blizzard blizzing outside, and here you come downstairs in all your old summer clothes. Go up and put on your blue jeans and a sweater, wash your face and brush your teeth, and bring me the hairbrush. Wendy gave her mother a baleful look and went shuffling back upstairs. Then Timmy came down. He had on his jeans and a sweater, but when his mother went to roll up his sleeves to see if he had washed, she found that he had on his pajamas. And not only that, but under his pajamas, he had on his underwear. As Mrs. Hamilton sent him back upstairs to change, she wondered fearfully if the strange outfits her children had put on had anything to do with the magic pills. She certainly hoped not. It was bad enough to have two little tattletales, but to have tattletales who slept in their underwear and wore their pajamas in the daytime and wore summer clothes in the middle of winter, was well-nigh unbearable. As Mrs. Hamilton took up the children's oatmeal and poured their milk, she glanced fearfully toward the back stairs. How would they look this time? And what had the magic pills done to them? In no time at all, she had her answer. First, she heard shrill fighting voices, quick chasing footsteps, 
slaps and yelps, and then racing down the stairs came the tattlers, each red-faced and anxious to tell first. Mother, said Wendy as she slid through the kitchen door. Mother, Timmy. But instead of the long tattletale she intended, out of Wendy's mouth came a big puff of black smoke. The puff of smoke was shaped like a little black cloud, except that hanging from the bottom of it were four little black tails, little black tattletales. The black cloud rose to the ceiling and stuck. The four little tails swayed gently back and forth. Timmy said, My gosh, did you see that? Smoke came out of Wendy's mouth. Say, Mother, I bet old Wendy's been. But instead of saying smoking, as he intended, a big puff of black smoke came out of his mouth. It, too, was a little black cloud but it had only one tail hanging from it because he had only intended to tattle about one thing. Timmy and Wendy stood with their mouths open, staring at the ceiling. Mrs. Hamilton said, Well, I've always wondered what a tattletale looks like. Now I know. Ugh! What ugly things! Wendy and Timmy didn't say anything. They looked at the ceiling, then at each other, and then back at the ceiling. Finally, they sat down to breakfast. After breakfast, it was still snowing hard, but Wendy and Timmy said they were going to go out and shovel the walks. They put on their leggings, coats, caps, and mittens without saying a word, but they couldn't decide whose galoshes were whose, and they began jerking them back and forth and pushing and shoving, and finally were just going to yell for Mrs. Hamilton to tattle when out of their open mouths came two huge rolls of black smoke each with a long black tattletail suspended from it. The two new tattletails soared slowly upward and stuck to the ceiling not far from the first two. Wendy said, What if that happened in school? Timmy said, Boy, the kids would sure be surprised. I can just hear old Miss Harkness. She'd say, Timothy Hamilton, you have been smoking. Wendy said, I don't think I'd like to have that happen in school. All the children would laugh at me. Hey, these are your galoshes. I can tell because they're a teensy bit littler than mine. They put on their galoshes and went quietly out to shovel the walks. Every once in a while, Mrs. Hamilton peered out at them. She wondered what would happen to the black tattletales outside. Would they float clear up to the sky, or would they hang just above the head of the tattler? About noon, Mrs. Hamilton found out. The children had finished the walks and were building a snowman. Wendy, who was the tallest, was putting on the head when she slipped and fell against the snowman and knocked him over. Timmy was furious. He thought Wendy had deliberately knocked over the snowman, and he ran and pounded on the front door and yelled for his mother to tattle. When Mrs. Hamilton opened the front door, Timmy opened his mouth and out came a big black puff of smoke with a tattletale hanging from it. The smoke rose slowly until it was about four feet above Timmy's head. There it stayed. When he walked, it moved with him. Timmy took his shovel and tried to bat the tattletale, but the shovel went right through it, and all it did was to make the tail swing a little. Wendy thought it was very funny. She said, I'm going to get Molly and Dick and Hubert and Patsy so they can all see what an old tattletale you are. 
Timmy said, you do and I'll wash your face with snow, old dog eyes. Wendy said, you just try it. And Mother said you weren't to call me dog eyes. I'm going to tell Mother. She said she'd punish you if you called me dog eyes. Mother! Out of Wendy's mouth came a big puff of black smoke with a big black tail hanging from it. It floated up until it was about four feet over Wendy's head, and there it stayed. Wendy said, Come on, Timmy. Let's go in the house. What if the postman should see those old black things? They put away their shovels and went in the house. The black tattletales followed them in and floated up to the kitchen ceiling to join the other tattletales. Once during the afternoon, a strange thing happened. Wendy and Timmy were coloring at the kitchen table, and Timmy joggled Wendy's elbow. And Wendy was just going to tattle on Timmy when, suddenly remembering the ugly black tattletales, she looked up at the ceiling and swallowed her tattling. As the tattletale went back down her throat, Wendy noticed that one of the ugly black clouds shriveled up and disappeared. A few minutes later, Wendy broke Timmy's red crayon, and he started to get up to tattle when he happened to look up at the ceiling. Seeing all the ugly black tattletales made him decide that perhaps Wendy didn't mean to break his red crayon, so he swallowed his tattletale and sat down again. Immediately, another black cloud shriveled up and disappeared from the ceiling. By the time Mr. Hamilton came home, there were only two left, the one with the four tails and the biggest one with one tail. Mr. Hamilton took one look at the ceiling and said, Good heavens! Did the oil burner blow up? Mrs. Hamilton said, Come into the living room a minute, Charles. I want to talk to you. In a few minutes, Mr. Hamilton came out to the kitchen with a golf club with which he poked and poked at the tattletales. It didn't do any good. The golf club went right through them, but they didn't move or change shape. During dinner, the children were surprisingly quiet and surprisingly pleasant. In fact, there wasn't a cross word spoken the entire evening. When they went to bed, Mrs. Hamilton gave them the last of the pills, but she didn't really feel it was necessary. After the children were in bed, Mr. Hamilton got up on the kitchen stool and tried to pull down the tattletales. It was like trying to pull down smoke. He finally gave up. He said, That's the darndest thing I've ever seen. Mrs. Hamilton said, I think they're beautiful. On Sunday, Wendy made one more tattletale and Timmy shriveled his last old one. Sunday night, Mrs. Hamilton called Mrs. Picklewickle. She told her everything that had happened and asked her if she thought the children were cured. Mrs. Pigglewiggle said that she was sure they were cured, but that the most important thing was for Mrs. Hamilton never to tell the children about the magic medicine, in case she ever had to use it again. Monday morning, all the tattletales were gone from the kitchen ceiling, and if Wendy and Timmy had known it, they could have tattled to their heart's content, and no smoke would have come out of their mouths, because they hadn't taken any magic medicine the night before but they didn't know it, and every time they started to tattle, they would gulp and look guiltily at the ceiling. Monday afternoon, Wendy came home from school and said that everyone in school liked her, and she liked everybody. Timmy didn't say anything. He had a black eye and a skinned nose, but he didn't say a word.
He and Wendy laughed and talked as they drank their cocoa, but they kept their eyes on the ceiling. This is your host, Catherine Lopez Luker. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Stories Come to Life. Be sure to join us next time when we hear another tale about Mrs. Piggle Wiggle's magic. You can find a link to our podcast on the Marshall Public Library webpage, www.marshallpl.org. I'll talk to you again soon.